come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're back here with me this week. Okay, a few different things that I want to get into that are just really top of mind for me. This is sounds so bizarre, but I get LinkedIn maxes people out. You can only have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, right? And that might sound like a lot, but I've been on LinkedIn now for 10 years, uh, showing up on the daily for almost five years, right? So I've got a pretty big community on LinkedIn, well over 30,000 connections. What that means is when someone sends me a connect request, which happens a lot, I have to go in and deactivate an existing connection, basically fire someone from my inner circle in order to add that person on. So it takes time, right? Like I, It takes me at least five or 10 minutes. I have to scroll through, find someone that I don't know or I'm not communicating with or whatever, unhook from them, go back and find the other. It's a pain, right? So anytime that I receive connection requests, I try to read as many of them as I can, but I typically, of course, am not going to do it right? I mean, why would you do something that's going to take up five or 10 minutes of your time for no reason, right? Just especially when you're getting, I get hundreds of these requests a day. So, and I'm explaining this to you for a reason because I accepted a request today. And to me, it's a big deal because I usually don't do that. But like I said, I do try to read the messages. And so this was smart. This person was really, really smart we can all learn a lot from what this person did. So I'm going to read it to you, the approach that this person took and why I ended up accepting the request. Okay, some guy I don't know sends me a connection request and says, I am always inspired by your posts and I'm currently reading your new book, Overcome Your Villains, which I cannot put down. It is such a great book. I will greatly appreciate you accepting my invitation to join your professional network on LinkedIn. Please accept my best regards and his name. Here's what he did different than the majority of people. Most people I'll get a note that will say, hey, Heather, saw your posts, love them. Uh, Please connect to me. I don't want to just follow you because there is an option to just follow people, right? So you can get their content. It's very one-sided. What this individual, his name's George, did that was smart was he made it all about me, right? He comes in saying, love your post, love your book, love your work. Your book is fantastic. Immediately, that person has me, right? Because I just launched my new book, Overcome Your Villains. I'm always wanting feedback. I'm always wanting reviews on Amazon. We live in a review and rating world, people. If you're not getting reviews of your work, you're missing it, right? You've got to start asking. So I reply, I accept. Number one, I accept because the guy's invested in me. He spent money on my book. He loves my book and he's giving me positive feedback, which tells me he'll probably leave a review if I ask, right? So I decide to accept based upon his approach because I think it's super smart smart, very savvy, and I'm grateful for him, right? He invested in my book and offered me great feedback. So I accept the request and I respond. I'm so happy you like it. If you could please leave a review on Amazon, it really helps me so much. He responds, thanks for accepting the invite. I just posted a review of your book on Amazon and I want you to know I usually do not review things online, but your book is so great, so insightful, and your kindness in accepting my invite really 
I appreciate it. So it made me want to give you a review. You have many followers, yet you responded to me and you accepted my invite. And I really appreciate you doing that. I wish you all the best in whatever it is that you do. And I told him, you know what? That made my day. So here's what's funny. A lot of us won't ask someone for a review or a favor because we decide they don't have the time. They don't want to do it. But here's someone who he doesn't usually leave reviews, but he was happy to do it. So don't decide or determine for someone else what they're capable of or what they want to do. Give them that opportunity to do it. And so I went online to because I always go and peep everybody's reviews. And here's his review, which is so amazing. I love this book. It's insightful, talks to you like a friend, and teaches you life lessons about how to grow your self-esteem and value yourself for what you truly are. Heather in this book shares great insights derived from life lessons she learned firsthand. She speaks directly to the reader, wanting to help, providing many real-life scenarios and how to tackle them. I wholeheartedly recommend this book to any person I care about. This review is for the Kindle edition of the book. And I just thought that was so cool. Here's someone who typically does not leave reviews. That's not his jam. I totally get it, but was willing to do it and and really grateful for the opportunity and, and seemed grateful that I asked him to do it. So in the future, when you want someone to do something for you, lead with value, right? This guy led with, hey, I've already purchased your book. And by the way, I love it. It's great. Would love to connect to you. He's leading with some value for me and he's showing me he is invested in me and in my community and my products and offerings. Unlike the 99.9% of mediocrity out there in the world, which is, hey, Heather, would love to be on your podcast. I'll be a great guest. Hey, Heather, would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Great posts, right? There's no real value there. So in your mind, when you want someone to do something, put yourself in their shoes and think, how can I add value or show up differently for this person? One of the ways I do that, if I want to be on someone's podcast, I go leave their podcast a review, and then I take a screenshot of that review, and I send it to them. Hey, I wanted to show you I'm totally behind your podcast, been supporting you online. I don't know if you see it, so I wanted to attach a recent review I did for your show. Right? Add value doesn't have to be some massive undertaking. It can be something small, but it can separate you from the sea of mediocrity out in the world of people who just talk about how they can benefit from something but it really does nothing for that other person. So lead with value, and I'm going to get into that more in a minute. Okay, this is so interesting. My son decided to start playing AAU basketball, which is the next level. It's really, if you have never heard about AAU, it's it's definitely advanced. It's definitely grittier. The teams are better. It's much more serious. And the reason why I bring it up today is he's been playing in private school basketball, which is much, much different. And it struck me today because today was the first day that he had an AAU inner city game. And then we had to go to his regular school for a basketball practice. And what it reminded me of is the power and impact an environment has on people. And it's something I don't think about all the time. But today, because we went from one to the other, that juxtapose was very obvious to me. And here's what I mean by that. And I've really been thinking about it so much today. And I want you to think about your environment, your environment at home, your environment at work, you know, the environment that you're operating in and how much that impacts you. So when we first arrived to the AAU event, the basketball gym was closed and and we had to wait and, you know, everyone's running late and it's not, you know, a real pristine gym. It's definitely run down and... It's not the same type of venue my son's used to going into or that I'm used to going into, right? Because we haven't, he hasn't played AAU in years. 
And what was interesting is immediately I get in and there's, you know, there's trash on the floor. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't very clean. And it definitely struck me, you know, wow, imagine that this is your environment every day. This is where you go to school. This is what you consider normal, right? Messy, rundown, and dirty. And and again, environment impacts people a lot. It, It doesn't have to be the difference maker, right? There's plenty of people that rise above their environments and become extremely successful coming from poverty, and they don't let that hold them back. But I was just thinking in my mind, if every day the places that you go are run down, if every day the places that you go are dirty and you're not doing anything about it and the others that are, you're surrounding yourself with aren't, you're just accepting it, that this is what normal is, that could definitely become your not only your current reality, but your future, right? If you're accepting that. Conversely, when we get to my son's school, his school is so beautiful, so pristine. Everything is flawless. There's not a drop of trash anywhere everything's brand new. I mean, you feel like you want to stay there. It's gorgeous, right? You feel this sense of pride and this sense of this is how things should be. How can we go to the next level? How can we improve things? You know, it's almost unfair, but it's not, right? Because I grew up more around the dirty type of gym when I was younger. I put myself in a position later in life to be in a cleaner gym, but I firsthand know both sides of that. I'm grateful that I grew up without much because it taught me drive, it taught me work ethic, and it taught me this perseverance and resilience that I know I would not have if I didn't have the upbringing that that I had. But it's really interesting now in my 40s to be able to sit back and think from a psychological level what that impact is like and how it impacts people differently. There are people that show up to that first gym that's more in the inner city this morning and they dress differently, they behave differently, and that's okay. Again, no judgment. That's that environment, and that's what's acceptable. I was telling my son, one of the mothers jumped up today and spit into a trash can. That's not something I see very often, right? And it really struck me as odd. I I thought, wow, that's interesting behavior that typically I would run to the bathroom or something if you, you know, get a tissue if you had something in your mouth, but I wouldn't jump up and spit into a trash can in the gym. It was so interesting. The parents are much louder, much more aggressive, which is fun to me. I think that's super fun, right? So again, it just depends what you're used to and reminds me that so often we kind of circle those drains of, you know, this is what I'm used to. This is what's acceptable for me. This is what's normal. And I just want you to know that no matter if you're in the dirtiest gym in the world or the cleanest one, there's always another level you can go to. And what I found so curious or or I've been thinking so much about is, you know, that environment, the environment you're in daily, the environment that I'm in daily, the environment that these kids are in. When you take people out of environments and put them in new environments, that's an opportunity to grow. You know, for us, going to that environment this morning made me thankful, grateful for all that we have in our normal day-to-day, which I wouldn't typically be sitting around saying, gosh, we're so lucky to have this, especially with things on virtual. But, you know, it made me feel really, really grateful. And it also made me think the impact any one of us can have on change and on doing something positive for others, you know, stopping to pick up the trash and saying, hey, this, we can do better here, guys. Like, how can we go ahead and improve this situation? Because there is always a way to do that. But so often we get used to whatever that norm is, that acceptable is that we circle the drain. We just kind of accept it. And that reminds me of when I first got into the radio business, I sat with a very successful business leader. And I said, what advice would you give to me 
entering my career. I was in my early 20s in, you know, in sales. And he said, drive to work a different way every day. Target different industries for potential clients. Don't do things the same way. Don't accept just the way that it is is okay. Basically, what he was saying is constantly put yourself in different environments because then you'll be exposed to different ways of thinking. Then you'll be exposed to different people. Then you'll see what else is possible. And I felt like it it was so important that we went to both locations today because both had really powerful impacts. There's no doubt that the coach on the AAU is much more intense. You know, he expects so much more from his players. My son works harder there. I see the difference. Are you tired of the stress and chaos of live launching? Who isn't, right? But if you've tried going evergreen, you know that's not the solution either. Hello, low conversions. So what's the answer? The Circuit Sales System is designed to make sales for you every single day while giving your audience all of the excitement of live launching without you ever having to live launch again. What would increasing your current yearly revenue by 40 times look like for you? Okay, nobody's making any income guarantees here, but that's exactly what Nikki did for her business when she developed her Circuit Sales System. The Circuit Sales System is the automated system that combines the best of both live launching and evergreen with none of the worst. Think high conversions and high predictability without the chaos or risk. Get the free on-demand video training at circuitsalessystem.com slash confidence. Get the free on-demand video training at circuitsalessystem.com slash confidence. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. I want you to know that finding ways to be more efficient, cut costs, and get rid of errors and mistakes can completely transform your business, boost your performance at the same time. This is why you need NetSuite now. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Monahan, netsuite.com slash Monahan. NetSuite.com slash Monahan. Right. So there's much to be said about going into, you know, getting a little nervous, getting a little uncomfortable and saying, I'm going to go into this new environment. I know it's not what I'm used to. I know it might feel weird, but that's going to help me grow. And that intensity, right, and that commitment and the the athletes are just simply better, right? These kids are killing it. And when you're surrounding with and running with people who are ahead of you and you're not the best, suddenly you're pushed to get better, right? and you're, you're intimidated and, and you're thrown out of your familiar zone. And that that's what growth is all about. So 
I really appreciated today both venues and for very different reasons, but I feel like there's something to be said for challenging ourselves in our given environments and how can we make ourselves uncomfortable and stop circling that drain, right? There's been plenty of days over the last couple of years that I'm just stuck at home talking to my computer, doing virtual events. And, you know, today I just reminded myself that that's circling the drain in a different way, right? But it's still, it's just staying stuck with what we have and that's not good enough. How can I push myself to grow? How can I push myself out of this environment and start pushing myself into alternate environments to see what potential growth could look like, to see what potentially could be out there for me? So just an interesting thought I wanted to leave you with today is that as you go into your work week, as you're in your work week right now, start thinking, what does that environment look like? And how can you stop circling that drain and put yourself into a different environment? Maybe not forever, but to open your mind to what else could be possible, negative and positive and different and start embracing those opportunities to change and grow. Okay. So that was deep thoughts from basketball uh, (laughs) in my life. Okay. So One of the things I wanted to talk about today outside of environment and the impact environment can have limiting us and or pushing us because it can work either way is I wanted to share an interesting story of how someone approached me. And this goes back to getting what you want in life. I had done a virtual speech for a company, an organization, and I got a lot of DMs on social media back from people, really nice things that they were saying. But this happens a lot of times. People will send notes and they'll say, hey, I would love to jump on a call with you and follow up on this, or I had some questions. Well, here's the thing. Like anybody, I'm not a nonprofit, right? I run a for-profit business to take care of myself and my son. And my time is very valuable, just like yours is, right? We only have X amount of hours in the day, and we need to, you know, get the biggest return for our time that we can. And so for me, jumping on calls to just have conversations with people is not within, you know, I don't have free time like that. It just doesn't work in my schedule. And so when I can, I respond, hey, I I do offer executive one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in, it is high ticket. I'll send you the link to check it out. Or you can shoot me questions that you have and I can answer it on my podcast. Those are the two solutions I offer people because obviously, like you, I'm really, really busy. And so one of these individuals had sent me into like, hey, I want to get on a phone with you and pick your brain. Oh my gosh, I can't stand when people say that. But so I had said, okay, you can either hire me for executive coaching or send me any questions here and I can address them on my podcast. So the individual kept hitting me back up about, you know, hey, would really like to, you know, I've got some good business ideas. I would really like to run them by you. I think that we could partner somehow. Very, very vague. And so I just stopped responding. Then the individual sent me a PDF, which was a look into his marketing in his business. And it was really bad, right? And I basically responded and told him that. I said, listen, I have no idea what your objective is with this marketing uh, deck you just sent me, but it's it's not good. And, you know, that was just the feedback that I offered him at the time. And then I moved on. And so he did not hire me, you know, for executive coaching. So I just moved on and forgot about it. And then about a week later, I received a box at my home. He's friends with a friend, a close friend of mine. And he had sent me the most beautiful cards that had my logo beautifully imprinted, the colors from my first book, Confidence Creator, my hashtag Boss and Heels. I mean, these things are gorgeous. 
really high-end quality and not a couple of them, like a hundred, you know, in pre-stamped envelopes with my logo. I mean, really beautifully done. Like this man, not only did he spend time and effort on this, but he spent money on this too. He made a, a financial investment to send this to me. It really caught my attention and, and really blew me away. So I sent him immediately back, right? He's leading with value now. So now that he's sending me something like this, of course I'm going to respond to the guy. So I go to my computer. I send him a DM. Oh my gosh, I just got the cards you sent to me. They're beautiful. I'm definitely going to use them. I'm definitely going to send them to people. Thank you so much for being so thoughtful. And wow, the quality on these things is just mind-blowing. Thank you for, for doing this for me. You know, if there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know. And he says, I'd really like to get on a call with you. Well, here's the thing. At this point, now that this man sent me all this stuff, of course I'm going to get on a call with him. I'm like, I'll give the guy five or 10 minutes, whatever. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking. Ironically, within the last few hours, as I receive this box and I'm messaging with him, I'm in and out of meetings and I'm responding to other messages, I receive four or five messages from people saying, hey, is there any way that I can get your content served to me in a different manner? I print out your posts and put them on my wall at my office. I'm constantly writing down what you what you write in your posts and saving it on my phone. I'm taking screenshots of your posts. Is there another way that you can deliver this content? And so it was very funny. You know, I do believe that if we're open to it, we can see the messages that are coming to us and maybe they mean something. So I get on the phone with this gentleman that had sent me these really beautiful cards and I start thinking, wait a minute, what if my messaging is supposed to be on these cards? Maybe the messaging... And immediately I went and opened a Word document and I just started printing and writing down all these things that, that were coming to me. And literally there was a hundred in, in 10 minutes, I, I just knocked out a hundred messages that I knew people wanted to hear. And I'm calling this man and thinking about his business and how he owns this large business that prints these beautiful cards. And maybe my messaging should be on these cards. And maybe that's a new product or service we can sell. And I talk about this a lot. I, I hope that you think about it. You know, a great way to grow a business is to always constantly think for the existing community and client base that you have, what other problem can you solve for them? What other product or service can you sell to layer on top to the existing client base to add value, right? That's a, a very simple way to increase revenues and, and really strengthen that relationship. So I'm like, okay, people are asking me for this. This guy's showing up in my life. This guy's spending all this money to send me this stuff. Maybe I'll have a conversation with him around this. So I get on the phone with him and, and I run this by him. And he said, yeah, this is definitely something I'm interested potentially partnering on. He said, but I think that there's a bigger play here. And he runs a, you know, a different idea to potentially partner together. And it was just one of those interesting things. You never know what's around that next corner. You've got to keep your mind open to the potential of what could happen. Now, I'm not saying this is definitely going to work out or the pricing might not work or, you know, there might not be a market for it. I have no idea. But I do believe if you're seeing signs for something, it's worth jumping on and having a conversation. I did ask him if we could test, you know, a potential product idea like I just laid out for you and see, you know, go to market with it and see, hey, is there a market for this? Are people interested? Would they pay for this? Does this add value to their life? Right. And test and try. Now, I've had so many failed potential partnerships over the last four years since I've been out on my own, Perry Ellis International. I put so much work and effort and they did too. And we ended up getting a no from HSN after almost a year working on that partnership. I partnered with a skincare line. I worked with them for eight months. That fell apart. I've had so many failed partnerships 
but you don't know if it's going to pan out if you don't try, right? I didn't know I'd get to deal with HarperCollins leadership and have a new book, Overcome Your Villains, out, but I tried. So for me to have a conversation with a man like this who has an existing business, who has a product and service that I don't currently have, but would have the potential to help me, you know, make it mine, make it unique, and then I could test it and market that doesn't seem like a, a big investment on either of our side, but maybe worthwhile to put a little bit of man hours in to test and try. So I'm challenging you. How can you test and try something new to see if there's a marketplace, to see if there's a problem you can solve for someone else? And who is that potential partner that maybe is in your space right now that you haven't reconnected with or you haven't reached out to and added value to them first so they respond to you? Okay, so that was just a high-level crazy kind of happening in my life right now. Let's see what happens. I'll keep you updated. I don't know if, who knows, maybe this will be my number one revenue generator a year from now, and I'll be so grateful that we had this idea and brought this product to life, but I will certainly keep you updated. Okay, so there's another example of adding value first, and I'll never forget this. This is back at the end of 2019. I reached out to a friend of mine and I said, I really want to get Jesse Itzler on my show. Jesse Itzler is a phenomenal writer, speaker, businessman, entrepreneur. He's a part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. He's married to Sarah Blakely. I mean, this guy's got it going on. And I really, I'd seen him on so many big shows. I wanted him on my show. So my friend says, I'm going to be honest with you. I can connect you to his business partner, but it's, people ask all the time. He doesn't really do shows much anymore. And I thought, okay, that's fine. I'm told no all the time, right? So that does not deter me at all, and it should not deter you. Instead, I think, how can I add value to him or his partner's life? Because if I can show up and add value to them, just like the guy did that wanted me to connect on LinkedIn, or just like the guy did that sent me the box of the cards, if I can do something different, unique, and valuable in a value add way, maybe maybe the guy will consider me different or look at me as a different opportunity or a different situation. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to did we just hit a million order stage shopify is there to help you grow whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized, I can do this. I can go to work for myself, thanks to Shopify what I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out 
the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. CBDistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com. Dot com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I get on the phone with a business partner. We hit it off. He's a great guy. I'm asking him a lot of questions about him, you know, about how his business is going, about how I can help him. And as we're going through his different business models, I explained to him that I know another, a third-party vendor that might be able to add value to him and help him sell a product. And I explain how this guy works. And he says, yes, I want to meet this guy. This is amazing, Heather. That will really help. So we're on the phone for about an hour. And at the end of the call, he had already said at the beginning of the call, no, Jesse's not doing podcasts. You know, sorry, that's just not going to work maybe in the future. But then we stayed on the phone for an hour longer. I gave him some connections to potentially partner with these people I was working with that I thought could help him. At the end of the call, he says, well, now that I think about it and now that I'm getting to know you, all right, listen, I think I probably can find 40 minutes somewhere in the next month or two that you can interview Jesse on Zoom. And I said, well, I don't do interviews on Zoom. I do interviews on person. I'll go to him wherever he is. He said, no, no, he'll only do Zoom. And let me just see if I can get you a couple times. So, so nice. I mean, but again, adding value first, right? I made it all about him, how I could help him and his business. he had already told me no. And then at the end of the hour, he had changed his mind. Then I ask again, I don't want it to be Zoom. I want it to be in person. He tells me no again. Okay, no problem. Whatever you can get, I'll make it work. Whatever times you get, don't worry. I will make it work. I'll cancel something else. This is that important to me. Make it all about them. Make it easy, right? And, and to that end, so often people want you to be on a show and then they're like, can you fill out this form and then send 17 different things over? I, I just bounce out. Like, no, suddenly this is becoming a nightmare and a headache. No thanks, not interested. So one of the things I've learned is make it so easy for people 
that they don't want to say no. All they can say is yes, right? So whatever date and time he comes up with, I'll make it work. I need nothing from him. I just need him to show up. Can't do in person? No problem. I'll do the Zoom, right? Just yes, yes, and yes. Let's make it happen. So he gets me a time. But remember, I've said multiple times, I want this to be in person. He connects me to Jesse's assistant. I've got Jesse's assistant cell phone number. She and I are messaging. She's like, okay, he's going to be getting on Zoom now. Now, I'm in Miami. Jesse's in Atlanta. And I'm logging onto the computer to interview him. Computer goes on. I see Jesse. I said, hey, you know, thank you so much. Had this great call with your partner. And all of a sudden, he's, he drops. He's gone. So I get a text from his assistant. Hey, Heather, we're having technical problems at the house right now in Atlanta. He said something's wrong with our internet. Hold tight. I'm going to get Jesse back on. He's going to go to a different location in the house. So he goes to a different place in the house, logs back in, gets in for a minute. He's on. We start talking. He disappears. I get another text. Hey, Heather, we're having internet problems. Hold tight. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. It's the assistant's number, but it's Jesse on the phone. And he said, "I'm listen, I'm really sorry. I know that we had this set, but our internet is out. He's like, this is so embarrassing. I don't know what the heck is going on, but for some reason, internet's not working. I said, no problem. Actually, I don't know if your partner told you, I had wanted to interview you in person anyways. I'm in Miami. You're in Atlanta. It's like a 40-minute flight. Why don't I just come to you? He said, okay. So I fly to Atlanta to meet Jesse in person. He has me over to his house. I get to meet his assistant in person. I did not meet Sarah Blakely that day, by the way. She was not there. She was at the Spanx office. But I got to interview him at his home office, and I had brought my traveling microphone. But we had a great interview. We headed off. He gives me his cell phone number. He says, if you ever need anything, let me know. I'm you know, always here to help any way I can. Super nice guy. So he says, by the way, I love that microphone. It's amazing. It's so cool. I'm like, oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Here's my cell. If you ever need anything, let me know. I'm here to help any way I can. I leave and immediately I get in the Uber and I order him his own microphone, a Yeti. It was a silver Yeti, blue Yeti microphone. It's super cool looking. And so I immediately order it so that the next day he'll have it delivered to his home, you know, just as a thoughtful way to say thank you that I thought you liked my mic. I wanted to make sure you always had a good mic available to you. And I head off and, you know, go back to Miami. And I don't really think about it again, you know, run the show. He was reposting it on DM. Super nice, like super helpful guy. What a great guy. And I carry on. Well, one day, probably two months after this happens, I get a call from my friend who had introduced me to his business partner. And he says, this is so crazy, but I just was on the phone with another friend. They're having a big sales and marketing conference in Boston, and they need someone to interview Jesse Itzler and Sarah Blakely live on stage together. And when she was saying how it's hard to find someone you know, who'll be a good fit for that, he said, I know who, Heather Monaghan. And she says, well, who's that? She didn't know me. And he said, well, it's a friend of Jesse's. She's he, Jesse's been on our podcast, and I'm sure Jesse will would love to have her be the one to interview. So they send over a note to Jesse and Sarah's teams and say, hey, this woman's name was just brought up. Would you be open to her being the person that interviews you? Jesse says right away, absolutely, she's great. Sarah will love her. It'll be perfect. Yeah, done. Let's go with her. Now, I never knew any of this was going to happen, right? The day that his internet went down, I jumped on a plane and flew to Atlanta. But what I want you to know is, number one, I led with adding value first, right? That's how I, I made it through his business partner and to land the time with Jesse. I didn't want to do it on Zoom because you just don't get the power of a connection as much as you do when you're in person. However, I said yes to make it easy on him. He was the one that had internet problems, which I could never have planned, right? And then I got the opportunity to ask him, can I come to you? He said yes. 
And we hit it off. I sent him the, the thank you. And here we were. This amazing opportunity came out of left field. And who would have known that any of this was going to happen? I end up flying to Boston, interviewing the two of them on stage. It went unbelievable. She was amazing. He was amazing. People were going crazy. And I learned the best lesson that day from him. As Sarah and I came off stage high-fiving and super excited, he went out and shook the hands of every single person he could reach from stage. And here he is, a much more seasoned speaker than I am. I should have totally been doing that. But I learned a great lesson that day that it's not about us and how excited we are. It's about everybody that's there to support you and how important they are. So I thought that was a really powerful experience. And just a story I wanted to share to kind of highlight, you know, going back to this idea that when you lead with value, doors will open, people will respond differently to you. And no, it doesn't work every single time. But 99% of the time, it does. Lead with value, whatever it is that you want, that you're looking for. Think, how can I add value to this person? And don't make it about you. The majority of the world makes it about them, and the majority of the world doesn't get what they want. So do it differently. Show up differently. Put yourself in different environments this week, just like we did with my son, and put yourself in the shoes of the other person and think, how can I add value to this person? And when you do that you will see doors start opening. That's my sales 101 for this week. Okay, so if you like this episode, please post it on social media, leave a review, send me a DM and let me know. I want to create content that adds value to you. If there's a topic that you're interested in that you want me to speak to, give it to me in the DMs. Go to my website, heathermonahan.com, or go to any social media, shoot me a note, or post about it. And I promise I will always repost and respond to you. No one succeeds alone, and that sure includes me. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. I can't wait to hear from you. Let me know if you like the episode. Share it. When you share and tag, I know that That means you like this episode and I will create more content like this for you. Until next week, keep creating your confidence. You know I will be. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. 
You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference. And now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.